pullover. Lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. One of the earliest self-help exercises I ever did was making a list of all my worst qualities. (laughs) Great idea. (laughs) Yes, all of my weaknesses. I'm doing finger quotes. The qualities that I have that, you know, were not points of pride. Qualities I might even have been embarrassed or ashamed of. Things that um, I might have thought were stopping me from living the life of my dreams. What's getting in the way? What are your flaws? Don't worry, that was only part one of the exercise. (laughs) There was a follow through. There was more to it. So I get that instruction. I make the list. The list is done. Okay. And then I looked at it and it was, you know, it's kind of sad. It's not fun to look at these words. Well, I mean, now it's fun for me to look at these words. It's really fun now to do things like this. Why? Because I've been committed to personal growth for decades. So the more I've done, the more I've seen how valuable it is to see the things like this, like a list of weaknesses, things that aren't fun to look at. Because only once you see them, can you change them. And the first time I made this list, it was hard. It was sad. It was like, oh God, there's all my weaknesses on paper. But now I know this is just a game. This is just a bunch of illusions, a bunch of like ego, you know, crossword puzzle nonsense. And uh, we're just playing with these ideas. They don't really define me. You know, but if you have things that you don't want to look at, you don't want to face, you don't want to accept, you don't want to be with, you don't want to sit with, those are the things that are often running our lives in ways that we don't really like, like a program that's just running on your computer. You can't see it. And it's like, oh my God, it's draining everything. (laughs) It is slowing down everything. You don't even see it until you see it. Keeping us from applying for that position or asking that person out or posting that drawing online. These programs run and it stops us from taking action towards the things we really want to do or just enjoying who we are, right? So present day, now when I get that uncomfortable aha moment where I see something in me that I don't like or that I've been hiding up until now, something kind of gross, I just let it be gross. But also I'm like, ooh, this is good. Like (laughs) the the personal growth nerd in me is like, oh, I just found something. This is going to be a game changer because now that I've found it, I can do something about it. And it can be kind of gross. Like, let's say you had a rodent that like sneaked into your house and it died somewhere behind an appliance. Okay. And (laughs) yes, this is gross. And, you know, eventually 
you're going to smell this thing, but you don't know what it is. And it's gross and it's creepy, but you don't know where it is. And until then, you're powerless to change it. Until then, you're wandering into your kitchen being like, there's something up with this and I don't know what to do. Like that's super frustrating, right? Until you pull the fridge back and go, oh, (laughs) that's what was making this horrible smell. And so even now, this is still unpleasant. There's there's, the work is still kind of gross. You got to get this little rodent corpse out, take it somewhere else. That might be very unpleasant, an activity for you, but at least you can act on it now. There's relief. It's like, oh, now that I know what died behind the fridge, (laughs) I can change it. I can remove it and I can stop worrying and wondering what's wrong every time I try to cook a meal. It takes energy to do that, right? So back up now, back into this very, this young Danette doing her first self-help exercise. So I made the list and back then, no, I was not as excited to see a list of my awful qualities. So I was being brave in this moment by just doing that step alone, just by looking at it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look. And then part two of the exercise was to go through each word, each crappy, embarrassing quality, the qualities that you do not include on your resume or dating profile. And for each word, I was to find a better word, a better way to say these things and to take that new list and post that new list in my workspace. And I did part two of that exercise. I did. And do you know what? I put it inside. At the time, I had a studio that had uh, cupboards. And um, I put it on the inside of one of the cupboards uh, that I opened all the time, many times a day. I just taped it up there. So I didn't like read it. I didn't hold it in front of the mirror. I didn't do anything ceremonious with it. I just had it there. Eventually, I just would see those words every day. Just a little, little glimpse of them. And you know what? One day I remember looking at it and just looking at it again and going, oh, yeah, I remember that exercise. And I forgot what the original list even said. I would look at the new words and go, it was like a puzzle. I was like, oh, yeah, that word. What did I change that from? What was that old supposed weakness (laughs) that I had? I couldn't remember. Making this list reframed the way I saw myself. It reframed the way I saw my so-called weaknesses without me needing to change any of the qualities that I possessed. I just changed what I called them and I changed my focus. So if you're rolling your eyes at reframing and you see like this isn't real change, okay, I, I see people do this at the slightest hint of reframing. Like let's call this another thing. And it's, you know, it can often be dismissed the same people who like, They'll hear political correctness or positive thinking, which are both neutral terms. But from the tone, like you can tell when people immediately equate this with the word bullshit. Like they hear that and they're like, oh, that's it's bullshit. It's fake. It's like, you know, sugarcoating something. It's it's pretending something is something else. And it's a very quick um, dismissal. From some people. Maybe you're one of these people. This is great if you're one of these people. Okay, so let's say that's the thing. You hear someone talk about something about like, actually, we're going to call it this or why don't we try free framing it this way? And you say bullshit. 
How's that working for you? It's doing something, but how is that working for you across the board when it comes to you and all the things possible for you in your life and how you're seeing the world? Because that's some serious shutdown, right? If the knee-jerk response at the idea that language has power and more possibility than you are currently allowing, because that's all that we're saying, well, how does that work for you, being limited by language? No one is asking you to be a bullshitter. (laughs) No one is asking you to fake anything. Just because the words political correctness have a limiting association for you, for reasons that I can imagine, that doesn't mean that you should slam the door on seeing, questioning, creating, and considering the power of words. Be curious about why this conversation even began in the first place. Why did this whole thing start happening? Why did people want to address language? See how you might benefit from being open and considerate about the kind of world you can create just with words alone. I mean, if you didn't believe in the power of words, you wouldn't have such a strong response to those words, right? To political correctness or the same thing with positive thinking, okay? So you might have heard had some coach or heard an Instagrammer or a friend give you the impression that positive thinking means you're not allowed to have any negative feelings, aka any real feelings. Well, heads up, because positive feelings are also real. (laughs) Just because they're positive, it doesn't mean they're fake feelings. No one is asking you to repress your true feelings. I do not, I am not interested in a world where, you know, we have like some emotions are good, some emotions are bad, and we like try to like eliminate this human experience. I am for the full gamut, the full spectrum of human experience. Okay, so it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as just oh, slap something positive on it. If you hear positive thinking and you shut it down as fake, how is that working for you? And how might that be limiting what is possible for this experience of your life and how you see things? I see it as my job, as my own wife, to give myself the biggest and richest experience of this life as I can. I love her. I want the best for her. I want her mind to be free of limits. I want her to feel good. I want her to allow positive thoughts and feelings to be real. So yes, I'm going to do the work to notice and embrace and remove the things that are keeping her from a life that's wonderful and expansive. And that doesn't mean shutting her up when she's having a crap day. I listen to all the feelings. The trick is, this is what many people miss when they shut down that idea of positive thinking. It has to be true. Positive thinking isn't fake thinking or lying. It has to be something that there's still a thread of truth in. So if you have $7 in the bank right now and you owe 10, thinking the thought, I'm rich and have lots of money in the bank, probably won't ring true for you. It's going to feel fake. If you are down with the flu and you can't get out of bed thinking, 
I am in perfect health right now. I just can't wait to climb a mountain. That's not going to ring true. It's going to feel off. You know, of course you think that like if, if you think that positive thinking is about like slapping on some like really bold statement like that, that's completely in opposition to what reality is. Of course it feels icky and fake. It feels like a lie and you're not a liar. You know, so all those years ago, as I was making that new list of new positive words to replace my weakness words, let's say one of the, th- I don't even remember what was on that list. <laughs> I really don't. But let's say, let's say I called myself picky. Let's say I'd been called that my whole life. Oh, Danette's so picky. Such a picky eater. You can't please Danette. Meh, meh, meh. And I took this in and I believed it about myself. So I say, I put picky on my weakness list. If I changed making the new list, if I changed picky and the positive word I chose for that was super easy going, that might feel off. That might have felt fake. But here's the thing. Powerful reframing is not about faking it till you make it. It's not about blowing smoke up your own ass or sugarcoating it. You need to open up and allow your innate creativity to take a moment and find another truth, another way of saying it that is also true. Someone who is picky is not necessarily someone who is super easygoing. Let's look at picky again, okay? So if someone who is picky is not super easygoing, what are they instead? Well, I think a picky person probably says no a lot. They might They might, in fact, be difficult to please. They might take more time to figure out what will please them. They might take more time to find out what they will say yes to in the sea of all these no's. And when they do say yes, what is also true about a picky person? They are intentional. They are unafraid of saying no. They know who they are and they know what they want. They'll take the time to find out who they are and what they want. They know what they are willing to say yes to. They are selective. Are they picky or selective? What about somebody maybe you, (laughs) who would say that one of, uh, let's say one of your weaknesses is perfectionism. This is a common one. Okay. So let's say you get obsessive about doing things just right. Let's say you pay attention to every tiny detail of a project. You don't rest until they're tended to. Let's say other people find this annoying. Let's say it causes you to take more time than other people might. And maybe your spouse jokes that you're anal, right? Like <laughs> that word short for anal retentive. The definition is a, of an anal retentive person is a person who pays such attention to detail that it becomes an obsession and maybe an annoyance to others, which it's a term that derives from Freudian psychoanalysis and it's like having to do with potty training or whatever. Anyway, who on earth <laughs> wants to be called anal. This is obviously not a positive frame of this quality. Okay. So what is also true about this so-called anal person without changing the person? 
And if that's you, that's without you having to change anything about how you do anything. What is also true about you is that you have an incredible attention to detail that you strive for and value excellence, that you are willing to put in the time to cultivate mastery, that you care about quality. Is this quality a weakness? I don't think it's a weakness in my surgeon. I don't think it's a weakness in my pilot. I don't think it's a weakness in the composer of breathtaking symphonies, right? Now, (laughs) you may be thinking, (laughs) but Danette, it can totally be a problem. Like, this can be a problem if people worked so hard. So let's not take this to complete extremes. Obviously, you know, this... I want my surgeon to be masterful and, you know, have attention to detail. Like I want all that in my surgeon. But, you know, if that same surgeon keeps performing surgery on everything and everyone, including her lasagna, like, no, that's not serving her life. That quality won't be serving her life. Okay. What I'm saying is anything can be a strength or a weakness. Anything can be serving your life or disrupting your life. And what I'm saying is, We have more power over this than we think. You, dear listener, have more power over this than you think. You are not at the mercy of fixed perspectives on these things, on anything, especially a fixed perspective on yourself. You are a freaking miracle. You're all, you are a creation who is a creator. You are always changing and moving. You have potential to just do anything radically different at any moment. This is like so beautiful, right? This is something to be so curious and fascinated by. Don't limit yourself with a fixed perspective on who you are and what you perceive as weaknesses. Reframing, using your imagination to see things differently. This is a skill that's useful in all areas of your life. But I invite you to start with how you look at you. Start right here, because if you start with you, that impacts all the ways that you might use the skill in other areas. If you yourself are limited and limiting, then when you do this reframing exercise of the world around you, you're going to do it with the same limited and limiting perspective. I'm inviting you to see how much you can change without changing at all, right? This is love. You have a person, you see them through the lens of love. You see that person so differently than you do otherwise. And I'm inviting you to see that in yourself, to see how much change you can how much you can change without changing at all. If you think about it, it's the lazy person's personal growth. Lazy, by the way, (laughs) another one of those words, it was probably on my list actually of uh, weaknesses. What's another word for lazy? Energy efficient. Don't you laugh. This is completely true. (laughs) So make that list. Make that list of the words that you use in your speech or maybe just in your thoughts. What's that first insult you go to? 
the qualities that you're not proud of, the qualities that you would call your quote unquote weaknesses, make a big list. And next, I just want you to look at it. Just look. Hear my voice as you look at that list. It does not define you. These are just words. Ask yourself, are these words serving you? Not the qualities, the words. Okay, those are different things. Are these words blocks? Are they in the way of you being the person you know that you could be? If you weren't so anal, lazy, picky. (laughs) Now remember, you are perfect. And you don't need to change. You are excellent right now. You are human and fantastic. This list you have, these are just words. And these words are describing certain qualities of you. The qualities themselves, neither good nor bad. They just are. They are just features of you, this particular human creature. So now that you've looked at that, what is another way of making this list that is still true? Go through them word by word. What is another word for that first word that means the same thing, but illuminates its strength. How is that quality useful? When is it useful to be lazy? How does that quality serve you? How is that weakness actually a strength? What contexts might that be a strength? Sometimes changing the context will help you um, illuminate the positive qualities in that quality. (laughs) Spend some time with this. Enjoy trying on some new words. See what feels true. And here's something very important, dear listener. When I say see what feels true, I don't mean see what's comfortable. If you have been very happy, thank you very much, to own all of these weaknesses and flaws, if you have strongly identified with being lazy, it might not feel comfortable for you to try on energy efficient without giggling or feeling like you're getting away with something. And that's okay. It's okay if it feels uncomfortable, if it feels a little weird. Of course it will. But just ask yourself this, is it also true? Does this quality you've learned to call laziness, does it save you energy? Does it conserve and select what is worth putting energy into? Does it allow you to get better rest than other people who are hustling for the sake of not appearing lazy? Find the words that feel true. You're just looking for a thread of truth. Okay, you'll get comfortable with them in time, just like I did opening up my cupboard, forgetting completely this list of weaknesses. I, I guess I had, I don't know. <laughs> Make your new list, the all new serving words of those same qualities and put it somewhere where you will see it. You can use it on your, as a screensaver. You can put it in a cupboard, wherever. 
somewhere where you'll notice it, where you'll glance at it. You can read it out loud. You can speak it if you want to give it uh, even more of a surge to this reframe energy. It will absolutely be more powerful for you to spend that kind of attention with it. But I didn't even do that. And it worked. I just put it in the cupboard. I saw it when I opened the door. And as time went on, you know, it went from like a, oh, it's that list of word I, I guess I'm trying on. Felt less and less uncomfortable. And eventually... It just felt true. In fact, I found myself later using those words to describe myself. And I remember having this memory of like, I was using some kind of word to describe myself. And I was like, oh, that's from that exercise. That was a word from the cupboard. And I even then I couldn't remember what the quality was that I had changed. I couldn't remember the quote unquote negative quality. It was just true for me now. Dear listener, you are perfect just as you are. You don't need to marry yourself so that you will change, but you would change because you reframe the relationship you have with yourself right now, just as you are. That's one of the things I have loved about self-marriage. It's not about, you know, becoming that best self and, and, and that like being like this way outside of you thing through loving what is, through loving who you are. It, um... It just allows that to come through differently. That experience changes you. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you, as always, to Tech Coven. This and every episode of the Soft Shoulder Podcast is brought to you by techcoven.com. Elemental candles, witchy stickers, and personal intuitive tarot readings with your choice of tarot deck. Check her out on Instagram at Tech Coven. Dear listener, you are someone worth loving right now. It all starts with you. Have a wonderful couple of weeks, you selective, masterful, energy-efficient rock stars, you. We will talk to you soon. Take good care.